Welcome to the MacGyver Podcast with your hosts, Mac Jackson and Nathan Schell, where we celebrate the television show, the actors, and the influence that they have had on our lives. Follow us on iTunes, Facebook, and Stitcher. Hi, I'm Richard Dean Anderson. My name's MacGyver. Colonel Jack O'Neill, SGY. My name is Pratt. Ernest Pratt. I always get a happy, tingly feeling when I see those guys. Name one contract that I failed to execute. MacGyver. Oh, here we go. You're a target. And I don't intend to miss it. Over my rotting corpse. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Glowing eyes, cliche behavior, evilness, that kind of thing. Is mental illness contagious? You think? You can do anything you want to do if you put your mind... Well, you do have a penchant for pulling brilliant ideas out of your butt. Head. Out of your head, when we need them. Oh, the stuff's already here, I just find a different way to use it. I like your attitude. Permission to take a team through the Stargate, sir. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the MacGyver Podcast, the podcast where we talk about Stargate, MacGyver, basically all things Richard Gene Anderson. I'm your host, Mac Jackson. And I'm Nathan Shell. And we are planning on talking about the, oh, I don't know what you call it, miniseries? I'd say miniseries. Online, yeah. Uh, Stargate Origins. But first... Let's see. I have a list of things that we need to go over. I was going to say, you mentioned a, a touch-based list of things to, to hit. And so, Well, <laughs> uh, I, one of the things, this is fun, talking about how RDA is such an ad-libber and you know makes the job fun. Tony Amendola, who played Braytac, did mm-hmm. an interview recently. And they were, yeah, and they were saying, you know, who is the most like their character? Who is the least like their character? And he said the least like would be Christopher Judge because obviously he's not. Yeah, he's tail. he's a giant goofball and yeah, anything but. Well, they, when he said the most like their character is of course Richard Dean Anderson, mm-hmm. who most of the lines that he would say would be ad libbed. He said he remembered the first day. On set, when they first meet Braytac, remember they go to the planet? Yeah. Okay. They're filming the, filming it, and, you know, Tony Amendola is theater. He, yeah. I, You've seen him talk, right? I mean, you've, you've yeah, seen I, him up I, on yeah. stage. He's used to conveying things to the back row, not... Yes. You know, but he's so all he, about the process and stage left and stage right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he said, he's there, and, and he's looking at Rick going, what, what, what is going on with this guy? Why is he being such a goofball? He's, mm-hmm. not, he's not taking this seriously. You know, I'm, he, he said, you know, being used to that sort of strictness. Was, yeah. Who, who is this guy? And then to find out, oh, that's, oh, that's the, that's, Jack. Yeah, that's the lead. And then they start doing the scene, 
and you know he's coming out with whatever he feels like saying and he, he, at the time he he felt annoyed because he's like this guy isn't being strict at all with the script yeah and, and he said but he very quickly learned oh he's the one that makes the show accessible for everybody he's the heart yeah. everybody else yeah. is great too but he said that show wouldn't have succeeded if not for Richard yeah, Anderson. It, it needed his anchor, his heart, as you said, yeah. And he said that, you know, it it they made sure to just step back and let Jack O'Neill be Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah. You know, that, that's how they wrote it from then on out. But it's funny to hear him say, first time you saw him, like, who's this guy? Is he going to get in trouble? Yeah. You know, so yeah, that. Who, who's going to be the one to yell at him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was a fun thing. Um, let's see what else. Uh, the Mad About Mad About You podcast, the last couple episodes, has given us a nice shout out. Cool. Awesome. Because, again, I always contribute and give my two cents. Well, the one episode that they had was the Long Ride Home, I think was the name of the episode. And at the party that they're at in this episode is Wendy. Oh, I can't think of her name. She was on Always Sunny. Or not Always Sunny. Not Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, okay. The MacGyver episode obsessed with Murdoch. Okay. Remember the woman who's saying, you know, thinks MacGyver is, should be fired? Yes. Shoulder-length black hair? Yeah. Okay. Kind of a, you know, B-word woman, yeah. Exactly. She always plays that type of character. Yeah, she's that very, like, just no-nonsense, you know. I think, was she on Just Shoot Me? Was she yeah. On, okay. Uh, she was on a Mad About You episode, and in this episode, she plays someone who is a boring, she just talks about anything, she talks about fish. Nobody wants to be around her. Well, I said, here's your MacGyver connection, because they know about podcast and yeah anytime they're going to mention macgyver or have an actor on there who's been on macgyver i'm on it i send a clip and i sent it to them and it's the trailer for the obsessed episode gotcha john who grew up not in the united states so he doesn't know a lot of pop culture or just fun things like he should uh is typically out of the loop and John, or, um, sorry, John uh, will say something, and then Russ will laugh at him and then have to try and fill him in. Yeah, it's the, the cultural divide, so to speak. Well, John does the, the shout-out and says, you know, here's what Mac Jackson wrote. I'm sorry, Mac, I'm not getting the connection. What's the connection? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Now, I made sure that she was in a major chunk of that trailer. Right. Russ goes, John, it's the same actress. <laughs> she looks she looks identical, too, because she has that straight shoulder-length hair. That, that woman, I don't think, has really aged at all. drastically. You right. know, she's probably, like, bathing in the blood of the innocent or something, you know. Well, it was funny, because he's like, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. But then he goes on to say about, she says this one line in the trailer, I don't know if this is supposed to be a joke or not, where apparently this guy Murdoch 
uh, is supposed to be dead, and she comes off with the line that was written by like a third grader, he says. Uh, but they found a, his body at the bottom of a mine in the river. And they chuckle about it, and I had to write back, I'm like, okay. Slow your roll. You don't know what you're talking about. And I, so I did a quick little catch-up of, you know, Murdoch is basically the Joker to MacGyver's Batman. Yeah. At the end yeah, of every he, confrontation, it looks like he, he dies. So in yeah. this case, it was a the right line because this time they found a body. Yeah. So back off. But well, I mean, it's an example of they, you know, the one guy's not familiar with it, and right. you know, out of context. Oh, absolutely, that line would sound like something, you know, goofy. It sounds goofy, goofy and cornball, but if you, yeah. In text, yeah. you're like, oh. So for you, you knew the context immediately. Not to mention, but, that's a that's a heck of an episode because they're yeah. thinking that MacGyver is suffering from PTSD. You and know, he's not. He's not, but there's a body. Like, how do you, you know, there it yeah. is. Found found Murdoch's body. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they, they're always nice enough to, because now they're doing a thing where the night before they're about to record an episode, they're like, Here's the episode we're going to talk about. What sort of two cents do you want to throw at us? And then they read it back, which is a nice addition to yeah. an already wonderful uh, podcast. So that yeah, happens. Unfortunately, you and I can't nail down a good schedule for us to, right. to do this type of stuff. Right. Um, someday. 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 <laughs> I wanted to talk about, basically, talk about our previous episode to address... <laughs> We typically get wonderful feedback. I'm very thankful. Yeah. We encourage any sort of feedback. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if there's stuff that we're doing constantly that's really, you know, peeving off our, our listeners, you know, the only way we can improve that is through, you know, communication. communication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I pointed out to you, you know, inquiring about, you know, the length of our intros. Like, I didn't know if that was a good length of an intro or, or what have you. And you're like, no, this is actually a nice solid length of the Perfect. plethora that you listen to. I'm like, okay, you know, I will defer to your judgment. I only listen to a handful. So, mm -hmm. at best. And it gets and you know pumped I'm, up for the episode. So, I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I and, love doing it. And unfortunately, I know I've got quite the backlog growing because of the ever amount of mound of stress that I'm putting myself through right now. So, um, we got, I got a, uh, uh, well, I was going to say random, but it wasn't random. It was deliberate and right to me, uh, tweet from a listener who said such negativity. Now, if anybody heard our last episode, we were doing a season wrap up of season two of the not MacGyver show. Absolutely. Yeah. So we were basically, and I make no apologies whatsoever, venting to each other and logically, just as human beings besides connecting it to the actual MacGyver, ticked. Yeah. And, and, go ahead. And as I often say in our, in our conversations, I generally try to be as diplomatic as I can with, with watching the episodes. I try to give it its benefit of a doubt. Yep. And I always try to find that that good within the, the quagmire that the episodes tend to be. And I go into it every time with my fingers crossed trying to ignore the previous episodes. Absurdity, yeah. Um, 
However, the last one we got to vent to each other, and and he, I did quite the venting because I just was like, "Nope, kid gloves are off," and I went right for the jugular. Sure. For, what was it like? The last eight episodes, I think. That's yes, yes, the last episodes of the season. Yeah. And the um, the response that we got was, uh, I wish I could remember that. Uh, basically. Such negativity, uh, you got, you, you know, an anger. Now, he, and that's fine. I, I get that. Yeah. He writes, you know, this is where it got a little nasty and personal to where I don't like it. Sounds like a Trump speech. Or a Trump whatever. Yeah. The moment it you throw Trump in there. In parallel between us and Trump. Which... So, big mistake. Yeah, I mean, anybody that has heard our conversations over the last year and a half knows our listen, personal views and everything. Listen to the first episode that we do on this podcast after he was elected. Yeah, that I was going to say, I'm pretty, sure it was, I'm pretty sure that was this podcast, yeah. And guess what? It hasn't gotten any better. Nope. So, don't even get me started going down that rabbit hole. Um, so, okay, I, I took it in. Yeah, it's and like, I, okay, and that's I how that guy feels. Sure. That's, he it goes, is what it is. Yeah, and, and he said, I'm done. So, okay. So I wrote back, and I, at first I wrote, how so? Like, you know, trying to engage yeah, with, with to, our audience. Trying to do that olive branch. Give, give, not even an olive branch, but give me more. Don't just rant and rave. It was like the whole YouTube thing where when these episodes were on YouTube, you'd have this these trollers who would just... Thumbs down. Okay, well, you're not typing anything, so now you're just yeah. mindless. Like, why are you things. doing the thumbs down? Yeah, give us context. What could we improve? Yeah. So, right. So the, um, I didn't get a response, and I wrote back. I said, actually, and I, I, I did give a, a, a good length response to explain ourselves. But I said, you know, I understand. Uh, bottom line, I said, This, if you, if you're a supporter of the CBS revamp, you're not going to love what we have to say. So I completely understand. No response either time, by the way. Right. So, okay. He said his words. He doesn't want to reply. That's fine. Then, and here's where it gets a little trolly. This is where I called you in. Just, right. Just to be my second pair of eyes, because now I feel like, now you're trolling us he posts basically the same thing again on our facebook page it's hateful trump i'm out yeah okay again i responded. i said didn't you see my posts on twitter and i responded again then you came in and gave which i thought was a very nice yeah i'm actually trying to find it a very nice intelligent response do you remember when that was no last month i'd say but had not been in may but uh maybe the beginning of june um oh, i've removed his post he may have deleted it okay good uh, helps if i help, helps if i look at the loading 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 yeah the only post on here is from uh january 9th you know what it was it was in re response to you reposting the previous episode where you said, oh, it, it 
was this number, oh, not okay. that. Okay, so it was that. in the comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought you you did a wonderful job replying, also. But my point is, I want to hear everybody's thought. But don't troll us. Give us, you know, let's be a community. This is all about love and, and loving a show that means something to us. Which also then, now I sound like a hypocrite because we also rant and rave against something that is essentially right. attacking what we love. Yeah, I mean, and everything we say, it comes from a, pl uh, a place of our love for it, not... Right, we're not enjoying saying awesome. anything negative. I hate yeah, like, that I don't love this. Yeah, I mean, I genuinely want to love the new series. It's just, it's hard because... You're a thinking, intelligent person. Well, that and, you know, I want the same care and love to go into it that I have for the original. Right. And it breaks my heart to see something that I love treated with such just... Dead, yeah, let's not even go down that road because again, yeah, it's just happiness and sprinkles and starfish. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's a disservice. Um, okay. While you're looking, let me read some other news. MacGyver is now being remastered in HD, which is giving people hopes that one, it'll come out on Blu-ray, and two, and I doubt this part, but it'd be nice. Maybe there'll be some bonus scenes. That would be cool, like bonus takes, maybe behind the scene interviews, pilot, you know, exactly all of that stuff. That'd be nice. So that is, although it does mean that I'll end up having to buy the dome, I know. Thing a second time, but you know, agreed. Um, let's see what else. Oh, chapter five of the MacGyver SG One audio series is up. Uh, for everybody's enjoyment, go to iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, listen to them. I'm getting some nice, continual nice feedback from people. There's another new review. <laughs> it's funny, too. Somebody wrote and said, okay, when does Chapter 6 come out? <clears throat> We're a, a band. This band uh, chimed in. It was like, we love it. And I thought, we. What do you mean, we? You're one... I, did a little research. I thought, well, maybe it's a husband and wife. Oh, no, it's a whole band. We're dying for episode six. I'm like, I will get working on that right away. Because, <laughs> again, you got to, I have to write it and it takes a little time. But I love that people are hungry for it. Yeah, I mean, then that's good. That shows that, you know, your due diligence, your hard work is being appreciated greatly. And they left a wonderful review talking about how, how they love everything from the story to the sound effects to the music to my voice acting, which is very nice. Yeah, and honestly, I'm always impressed with the way you uh, can differentiate between the, the, the voices. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm going through the entire timeline. I forgot I had pinned that episode. On page. <laughs> Don't! I'm going back months, and I'm like, wait, why am I in February? This was in March. So here, folks, is what the uh, exchange was. Uh, this gentleman, I'm just going to call him Pete. Now, this is the uh, second time he wrote. Yeah. Okay. He said, so much negativity and hatred 
in these podcasts. Very uncomfortable to listen to. Get enough of it from Trump. Don't need it from you guys as well. I'm out. Okay. With the way he worded that, I can I can be okay with that. Now, Mac had said that it didn't quite come off that way on Twitter. No, he, he said that's like a, a Trump rally speech or something yeah. to that degree. So uh, Mac remarked back as the page, didn't you see my reply on Twitter? I understand your view. If you are a fan of the reboot, then this may not be the podcast for you. We are very critical of it. However, please don't compare us to Trump. <laughs> no need to be nasty. Smiley face. And then he tags me in the in the comments. And generally speaking, I I let Mac handle everything with the, the podcast pages because, well, one, you got enough going I don't on. necessarily have the time. And two, Mac's capable of, of doing this. And I could have replied as the page, but I'm like, you know what? Nope. Mac asked for me personally. I'm going to. I'm going to stand behind what I say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said, Pete, well, Peter, actually, uh, I'm sorry to hear you feel that. Or, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry to hear you feel that way. As fans of the original MacGyver series, we had high expectations for the reboot series. And unfortunately, Mac and I both feel that the showrunners have done the MacGyver name a disservice and continue to do so. Up until the the last batch of episodes that I had watched, I continuously always tried to find something redeeming or enjoyable about the new series. But unfortunately, the continued and consistent pandering makes it that much harder. Before the new series had aired, we had heard from the showrunner that he planned on doing a respectful reboot that paid homage and respect to the original so we trusted him, and after two seasons, feel that that trust has been breached, since it was likely a lie to get people to watch the show. Now, if you're a fan of the new series, that's great. I'm glad to hear you enjoy it. Unfortunately, a vast majority of the fans of the original are not. It has not and will never be our intention of telling people to not watch the new series. After all, part of the legacy of MacGyver for me anyway, was he isn't a bossy person. He's a problem solver. And at the end of the day, just wants to do what's right. See, that's nice. That's, that's yeah. thought out. It's not nasty. It was very good. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate, but, but again, I completely understand. I don't like the nastiness that came our way, but by all means, yeah, if you, like the the revamp, this may not be the podcast for you. You're welcome yeah. anytime to come in, but if you can't take oh, I mean, the, and can't here's take the, the criticism. I mean, I can't necessarily speak for Mac, but if you are a diehard fan for the new series, let us know. I'd be almost willing to say we would we would be likely willing to hear you out on the podcast. Mac might be on it. I might do it with you. One of us would be willing to hear you out. We would be respectful as long as you would be respectful to us. Sure. Because after all, you know, it's about the enjoyment of the things that we love. And unfortunately, our love tends to lean back towards the original stuff. You know, there's a couple bloggers who go on and there's one called 
dashboard on fire. It's on Twitter. Uh, I think I've heard that one mentioned before. Yeah, she, she, I believe it's a she. Uh, I don't know if she's paid or I, I feel like she's paid, but again, it could just be out of the love of it. Constantly writes. Well, yeah, yeah, she, she writes like behind the scenes stuff and it keeps everybody up to date on the revamp. Right. Um, dashboard on fire. That's it. Uh, if you want to check out her post, that's what her name is on Twitter. Currently blogging about the MacGyver reboot with Lucas Till and George Eats. Yeah. Uh, from Switzerland. So there you go. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, she's all about pushing that, which, okay. Well, um, you, you might get a kick out of this conversation I had with my wife when we went to Atlanta the other week. I was convinced we would be riding, riding either to Atlanta or from Atlanta sitting next to somebody from the show. Can you imagine? And she goes, no, no, you're no. I hear enough of you griping about it. No, no. I'm like, I would be nice unless right. it's still, then he's going to get an earful. Well, again, I, I think about this Maybe. often. No, I would, I would be respectful and I, I'd tell him, look, you know, I, I appreciate what you guys have tried to do. Unfortunately, it's not quite for me. Which would be the nicest way of putting it. And I'd look at him and say, out of curiosity, you know, I'd love to hear about your experiences working on the X-Men films. Yeah, I'd find there something to talk to him about. You know, X-Men films, the fact that, you know, he pops up in goofy-ass commercials from time to time. Hell, if it was George Eads, that'd be like a freaking hour and a half, two-hour flight of oh, him God, and I just yeah. talking about the love of CSI. CSI, you know, for love of God. And how he was robbed on the, the last uh, the, the film, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think about that often because I, I always th say I don't blame the actors. I blame the script. Yeah, and unfortunately, it stems back to a conversation you and I had about the showrunner's oath. Exactly. exactly. And I'm sorry, but the show I blame the showrunner. Yeah, if he's the head honcho, he gets all the credit and all the blame. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's unfortunate. It comes with the job. But anyway, I was thinking about Lucas Till, and I'm thinking, can you imagine like running into him? I wouldn't, I, I, I'm sure he, everything I've seen in him as a person, he seems very sweet, very nice. I oh, yeah. I mean, him. the entire cast, I, I get the impression that, you know, they're, they're good, kind-hearted people. It's just, you know, they're, they're being paid to do them. a job. Right. Um, yeah. and, and I was thinking about how much do I blame him? I'm like, no, I liked him on X-Men. I didn't have a problem with him as, as Havoc. Right? So, Okay. I, I can't, you know, I'm, I wouldn't have a problem running into him. Actually, I wouldn't have a problem running into anybody. I just think I would be the one that they'd look at and go, you. We know about you. <laughs> I, I, honestly, God, I had a dream where Peter Lenkoff and Henry Winkler showed up at my office where I work and said, can we talk to you for a minute? And I had to go into a back room. And they had to say, could you please stop being so negative about our show? To which I, in my dream, I went, thank you, thank you. No. But I will share with you my thoughts if you're willing to listen. Yeah. You know, and it became a good thing. It became a, whoo, this is fun. But yeah. then I woke up and went, ah, oh, you know one of those dreams where you wake up and you go, why couldn't that be real? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm thinking like, imagine them hopping on a plane, showing up to see me and just going, please stop. Please. Yeah. You're hurting us. And I don't, yeah. I don't want to do that. I just demand yeah, I mean, quality. And that's, and that's the thing. I think people need to re- just be kind of reminded that from that, that of that from time to time. It's, it's not from hate that our criticism comes from. It's from the love of MacGyver. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, you know, we could sit here and just trash it all day, but we don't want to. We want to find that silver lining. We want to find that grain of just enjoyment. Right. So Unfortunately, it's just a challenge. Quite often. <laughs> well, and it's funny, too, because then I think, okay, this isn't just about, as we always say, not comparing it to the original. It's just the overall quality overall. Um, yeah. As a television show, it is so insulting yeah. just to the general like, public. Yeah, and something that I I discovered because the podcast that we did last time with uh, the guest speaker, uh, Carrie, her and I were talking oh, about – Oh, for the Never Gets Old. Yeah, yeah, the Never Gets Old podcast. We were talking about how things – you know, can blatantly feel like it's just done in a pandering way. But then when things are done in a, a way that just kind of jives or meshes with it, we've, I found out the term thanks to her. It's, it's got to feel organic to the story. It's got to feel right. organic to the universe or what have you. Definitely. Just all of a sudden have a character just make a 90 degree turn and be something completely out of character. That's, that's oh, pandering. You know, it just doesn't work. So it's like they could have the show in itself a lot of times just makes these jumps that don't feel organic. They don't feel real. Right. And that I think if they could fix that, I think that would go a long way to improve the show. Right. Right. Well, you know, (laughs) you know, having having MacGyver, you know, as a smug SOB from time to time, often um to you know everything with jack being the way he is yeah you know that that can be that can be hard to overlook but it can be overlooked if things felt organic they felt real they felt believable right and the more and more i think about it do you remember hercules xena yes i hated them all cleopatra 25 25 and all that all that like it was intentionally cornball tongue in cheek not well seriously that's the vibe more often than not that i keep getting from macgyver the more and more i think about it yes and it's like that's not what you guys should be shooting for with this series without a doubt you know i mean yeah i mean i enjoyed xena and hercules and all those shows because it was just it was TV you could have on the background, and if you just were having a shit day or whatever, you could watch it and just laugh at laugh at the absurdity. Right, right. Or right. you know, if you if you had the hots for Lucy Liu or, or yeah, Lucy Lawless or uh, Sorbo or whomever, you could just you know, sure, sure, appreciate the view. And you know, I mean, I'll be honest, I did have a crush on Lucy Lawless. I still do. She's an amazing, amazing woman. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. It's well for something that's on cable, I I, I still expect better. My what I was saying Right, right, right. What I was saying was as far as bloggers and all. Yeah, I'm sorry I No I no stopped. no no. We're free free to chat. Um 
Dashboard on Fire is one, but there's another guy who has done videos, and I've seen them on YouTube. So I give it a chance. Again, always looking to hear another side of it to a degree yeah. when I feel and mentally you prepared. And don't for shut it. that down. I mean, no, it's just if it's a matter of talks. We'll listen as long as I'm mentally prepared. Yes, yeah. Because then there gets a point. Where I go done, and I just, I can't. But this is a guy who seems like he's not on the payroll, but he loves, loves, and he he's written like articles or blogs, and they've been posted on my feed because obviously. You go to uh, Google or whatever on your phone, and it brings up things that you've searched before. Yeah. So anything MacGyver pops up. Uh, and so I read it, and boy, he's loving it. And the way that he worded it, I'm like, no, I get, no, disagree. I think you're you're look you're off the mark. Now again, he never mentions the original. It yeah. was so I don't even know if he knows enough about the original. Yeah, and I think of what it is like like the people that are that are enjoying the new series they i don't know if it'd be a luxury or or a hindrance really i mean if if they're enjoying the new series and they've never seen the original hey more power to you i'm glad you like it my advice you want to like it more the, go back make make the time and go to see what inspired the reboot and hopefully you will find that to be more enjoyable if for whatever reason you don't I'm sorry to hear that. Your spaceship will be leaving least, soon. <laughs> but, but at least you gave it a chance. I mean, and that's the thing. You know, we we will continue to give the, as I call it, Fogiver, mm -hmm. a chance because we want to see it succeed, but we also want to see it get better. Um, Preferably better, so it will succeed. But Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. It, it reminds me of Stargate SG-1, the last two seasons. The people yeah. who I always found praising season 9 and 10 were the ones who joined it season because 9 and Brown. 10. So yeah. they didn't see the first perfect eight seasons, so they go, what? What is your problem with season 9 and 10? Go back and watch the first eight well, yeah. seasons. And then I mean, they do, and they go, oh, they may still like season 9 and 10. Yeah, because that was their first. Can appreciate them probably more. I would, I would hope. Exactly. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I enjoyed seasons nine and ten. I would have liked to have gotten to see that play out long haul, like the gold storyline and system lords and all that. But unfortunately, sci-fi does what sci-fi did. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh. <laughs> And better news, believe it or not, Hawaii Five O has improved. I'm actually surprised because I know they lost a large contingent of their their cast because of the whole pay, uh, pay, thing. pay thing with uh, Grace Park, Daniel Dick Kim, and the one guy from Heroes. Right, right, Hero. <laughs> Hero, yeah, hero, hero from, from heroes. heroes. Um, although Daniel Day Kim, you know that man has no no rest. I saw he was an executive producer on that The Good Doctor. Right, right. So I mean, I check it out once in a while. I don't make sure to tune in, even though Mike goes, "How can we not watch that anymore?" It's like because we've already watched it and watched it and watched it. Yeah. So well, it's one of those a casual show. Like, yeah, I've got like an hour to kill. There's nothing really. Yeah, we'll. Just, I'm not you know. sleepy yet. All right. Yeah. So I caught a couple episodes and for the most part, 
it's gotten slightly better than phoning it in. Because I remember Peter Lenkoff telling me, people yeah. say this has been our best season yet. And I said, okay. And I went back and checked it out. And, you know, once in a while, if I miss it, I could tune in. One thing I noticed they don't do is run and argue anymore. When they're chasing somebody, they keep their mouth shut and it's all McGarry. Good. Be right. McGarry and, I mean, and that's something that I think they need to kind of get get through to the writers on the MacGyver series. I mean, well, I'm wondering if they took the writers from the first couple seasons of Hawaii Five-0 or first bunch of seasons and then said, okay, you people are now writing the not MacGyver show and we're going to bring in new people. And you know what? That's entirely possible. It I would mean, make a whole lot of sense to me because yeah. you, like I said previously, you can see the, Oh, all you did was just copy and paste. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing with, with TV shows. We've, we've seen it with a lot of shows. As the shows go on longer, they do typically get stronger. Typically, yeah. I mean, some shows do feel like they've okay. You guys are guys are scraping the barrel that hard. You're hitting dirt. I mean, right. But, but um, this Father's Day, we're up at Lake Winola with the family, and I'm teaching Mikey how to swim. Okay. So now, may I ask how you did it? Well, you throw him in the deep end. You go. I hope he does all right. No. Um. <laughs> Funny enough, that's actually how my dad learned how to swim. There was a creek, or there was a creek back where I used to live that, oddly enough, my dad grew up in that same little town, had moved away and then moved back. There was a covered bridge that there were a couple boards missing off the side, so him and his brothers would go swimming. Well, my they found out my dad didn't know how to really swim. He could tread water but not swim, so... My uncle was like, come here, out the out the side of the building or out the side of the bridge into the water and sink or swim. So, like, I've always had this this thought of, oh, my God, I, I'm glad, you know, I know how to sw I know the basics of swimming. But, oh, my God, right. that would be the most terrifying thing ever. Just, ah, you oh, know, that's a John Wayne thing. John Wayne did that in a movie. He says to the kid, wait a minute, how old are you? You don't know how to swim. Picks him up by the by the by the neck and the belt and goes whoop and throws him in, which is yeah. hilarious for a movie. But in reality, I'd punch him in the face. Yeah, in reality, you know, you you dive in for the kid, get up and then beat right. the snot out of him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so no, we you know, at first I had him swimming and he, he can tread water, mm -hmm. but I'm like, well, swimming is treading water only in a direction. And I was yeah. showing him and I'm look like look at me, I'm hardly moving and I'm. I'm Boynian, I'm floating on top of the water with very yeah. little movement. It's stopping me. So at first, he, I backed up as he was swimming towards me, and he got scared. So then he wanted to get out. And he wanted to take a break. Well, right. we took a break, and I was like, "Let's get back in." So we did. But for fun, I don't even know how we got on the subject. I said, "I, I think Cindy and, and was saying something to me from." up on the dock, and he mentioned something about, come on, be like McGarrett. You gotta be like McGarrett. Take your shirt off and do things unnecessarily. So <laughs> this became the joke because Cindy and I always talk about what we talk about, how they'll have him do unnecessary heroic things. But of right. course, he's gotta flex, he's gotta make his grim face, and of course, he's always gotta take his shirt off. He's crossing. Absolutely. 
he's going to cross the street against traffic. You better take his shirt off. So. That, <laughs> that, that, that became our rallying cry. Nice. He, he's Mikey's at a point where he could stand, and I'm at the point where I can stand, but he has to swim to me and then swim. Right. Back. So I'm showing him how you know push it, push the water out of your way as you're swimming, kick, 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 kick. But you're putting the back of your hands together and pushing it out of the way. I said, "Come on, look at it." So that became our thing. We go look at it, and we cross our arms or flex and go look at it. And so I figure you get a kick out of that. That's cute. Yeah. So uh, Saturday we have to go to a birthday party and they have a pool. So I'm pretty sure McGarrett's going to be yelled a lot more. Oh, probably. Let's be, let's be unnecessarily heroic. All right, ready? Booker! Uh, <laughs> and in the final news, before we get to uh, talking about Stargate Origins, uh, Richard Dean Anderson is making his way to Fan Expo Canada 2018. Yes. August 30th to September 2nd. Yes, he's going to be up there uh, the same weekend. I'll be down in Atlanta. Ah. Fan Expo and Dragon Con typically are the same weekend. Okay. And it, it's funny. If you see guests that are only at Fan Expo for like two days, odds are pretty strong. The other two days of that weekend event, they're going to be in Atlanta. Okay. So. Um, because um, the woman that plays Wasp and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yep. Is at both conventions. Oh, okay. Well, uh, he's. On, I saw Richard Dean Anderson's going to be at a Rhode Island Comic Con as well. I think you posted that on the. Sure. Anytime the, I see it. I mean, typically, if if anybody wants to keep up on that, we're not very good about mentioning it on an episode of the podcast. But if you go to rdanderson.com, uh, Kate is. On top of all that, she's constantly yeah. posting stuff. Or MacGyver Online, perhaps. Uh, I don't know if they make as big a deal. I don't know if they do about the it. or not. No, not like Kate does. Um, so yeah, check check both those sites out. Uh, and now, let's talk about Stargate Origins, which I finally got to watch the whole thing. Yeah, I was actually trying to do a rewatch, uh, but as as you know, my my free time is in a weird upheaval of just quagmireness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so I'm going to have to go off of like well, you know, here's, several months. Here's the uh, thing. It's fine. Because quite frankly, and I don't mean this as a criticism. It is what it is. You got 10 minute installments of a very simple plot. There, not a lot yeah, happens. Mean, realistically, this could have been trimmed down to a standard episode length. Yes. Or yes. Right, or more could have happened overall, I agree. Yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a nice feel-the-water type thing. It was a good way of gauging if there was an interest in Stargate stuff still. And hopefully the fans outpouring of over, what was it, two days we took over Twitter? Yes. Hopefully that was enough of a, an outcrying of, yes, we want more Stargate. I mean, it, it was better than not getting anything, absolutely. Uh, I like the fact that by the end of it, it really didn't mess with the continuity of anything. Right. I, I love that because that was actually like I'm watching that last episode. I'm like, well, hell, I completely forgot about that. That's way to go. Paying attention to your, your continuity of things. <laughs> I, 
I applaud you. You know, that was that was brilliant. Right. And as, as I kind of hinted at you uh, through a text message or whatever, when you said you were going to sit down and watch it, it does kind of make you wonder if what she did, what not what she, well, yeah, what the uh, the woman with the hand device did was to kind of lay the breadcrumbs to get them to pick the fight with Ra to begin with. Yes, yes. Well, here's the thing. Okay, let's... Give, give us the rundown, just off your memory. Essentially, the whole the whole thing is uh, Nazis show up in Egypt right around World War II, and they take over the Stargate while it's at storage with the uh, Professor Langston and his daughter Elizabeth. Or, wait, Catherine. Right, Catherine. Catherine. I don't know why I said Elizabeth. Anyway, um... They have a, a detailed book with notations and everything. They hook the gate up to the to the jeep, running power to it while they're turning the wheel, which we've seen them we've seen you know them do. Usually it's with an aqua generator, but hey, whatever works. Activate the gate. They take the, her father through, and that's where the first episode ends. Second episode, she's fighting the the lone Nazi that's left behind bantering back and forth with uh, one of the British British soldiers and a local, they end up going through. I believe that's at the end of the second episode. Like, there's little baby steps that they do throughout each episode that, as I said, they there was a <coughs> fair amount of fluff. But eventually, they, you know, you, you see the other world that they're on, very reminiscent of Abydos, I don't know if it was. I can't remember if it was supposed to be Abydos or not. I don't think it was supposed to. Um, it would have it, to be Abydos. Well, I mean, it looked kind of like Abydos, but it wasn't exactly like Abydos. We got to remember, look who they ran into. Yeah, true. So it's Abydos, but it, let's also it remember, it was how many years before we came through. True. They could and have we filled up that hole. Yeah, we don't know if the gate would have been relocated or what have you. True. There you go. So, all right, but yeah. Anyway, basically, what ends up happening is, you know, the Nazis are trying to convince the gold to side with them, and you know, side with them to help them kick the kick ass in World War Two. They don't like it. They die. Uh, shit. The, I believe her father did survive, and her she did can't remember if the british officer and the little local survived or not um like i said i'm, the I'm local trying to did not i was gonna say because i remember he had gotten injured before but then had recovered he but stayed I remember. behind remember he stayed behind and then got caught and they yeah Wham. but yeah i mean all in all basically what ends up happening at the end is uh their minds are wiped of the whole encounter making them forget that the Stargate had ever been opened, which means mm -hmm. when Catherine said, well, no, the gates, you know, the gate had only been activated once before during an experiment and my fiance disappeared. It doesn't invalidate that because to her, that was truthful. Yep. So, yep. You know, yep. beautiful way of doing it. Like I said, 
there were things throughout the episodes that were kind of unnecessary, like the Nazi that had been tied up, having him hop around at the end of the episode. It's like, okay, it's funny, but it's not necessary. Right. Like, I I uh, managed to get a copy of the episodes, and I'm almost tempted to sit down and do, like, like a personal edit to see how much of that fluff I can get rid of. Yes. You know, I mean, all in all, I did enjoy it. I love the fact that we got something Stargate and the fact that it really didn't screw with the continuity or anything. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm watching this and I'm going. Oh, at first I'm like, oh, this is great. We get to see Catherine uh, late teen, maybe, maybe early 20s. Yeah, I um, my impression was she was supposed to be around that like college age. Sure, yes. Uh, like the actress, thought she was charming. Yep. I um, love the fact that we got to see um, her father being played by a Stargate alum. Yeah, when Cin- when that hits Cindy, Cindy goes, oh, do you know, you know who that is? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. I've spoken with that man, too. He's a really nice, really nice actor to just chat with. Seems like a sweetheart. Yeah, he was really cool. Um... So, anywho, yeah, I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, okay, okay, oh, wait a minute, Uh uh-oh, what do you mean the Nazis? What? What are you talking about? They're going through the Stargate. Bull crap through the whole thing. I'm going, this contradicts everything. You're making mistakes. I'm like, I can hear Matt griping that, right? Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, no, this isn't right, guys. You you've got to find a way to fix this because you're, you're screwing with your continuity. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hold on to re- reserve judgment. I will give you guys the benefit of a doubt since it's only like early. And yeah, I like the entire time I can hear you like the devil on the shoulder or angel mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, no, no, <laughs> wrong, no, wrong, wrong, mistake, <laughs> wrong. No. But again, I, I, I'm thinking like you, I don't know how this ends. I don't know how they're going to yeah. put the genie back in the bottle. But let's just wait and see. And and at the the same time, I'm enjoying it, but not a lot is happening per se. Yeah. He gets kidnapped. They go through. She follows. They come home. That's essentially it with with a couple conversations and stalling moments where they go, what? What? Who's this? And what is that? And boy, she can fight. And there's the rings. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, it, like I said, it, it it seemed really drawn out. And as I said, it could very this very well easily could have been trimmed down to a pilot episode. And it felt very much like they were copying the original movie because it's a lot of that yeah. first discovery stuff. And it, yeah, I could believe that. It had I, that I, vibe. I yeah, like that whole. And oh, everything's mystical. And, yeah, I mean, in that in that regard, it's it's a very well done way to kind of like reignite interest. Yes. Yes. And I'm all for it. Uh, here's the thing. I loved, I thought the actor who played the young Hasuf did an excellent job of sounding like him. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of Eric Avari. Is that how I say his name? Uh, who did yeah, an excellent, I mean, he, he sounded just like him. His mannerisms were dead on. Because, spoiler, yeah, Eric Avari. 
Um, who just had back surgery, I believe. So best wishes to him. Um, oh, speaking of recovery. Yeah. Uh, he picked up his mannerisms. He sounded like him. I'm like, ooh, this is, because I even pointed that out to Cindy. I said, do you know who that's supposed to be? Scar's father. <gasps> I'm like, I know, I know. Is that cool? That's so neat. And, uh, you know, so that was neat. Little, little things like that. And then they're like, wait a minute. You have this rod that can heal people. Bull crap! Why don't we see that in the future? Well, that last episode, they show you how they put the genies back in the box. Yeah, that, and that like staff said, gets it, broken. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's just very well done. Yeah. Um. Do you have to get that or? Nope. Okay, good. Um. Yeah, I mean they they do an amazing job of bringing it back to where it doesn't hurt our continuity. Their memories yeah, I, are wiped. Certain people are killed. The, the stupid, goofy Nazi who is left behind stands yeah. right in the event horizon to get a, a staff blast to kill him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th I thought, good, good, very yeah, well done. You, you, around, you know, I was, I was quite pleased with it. Uh, yeah. Yes. My criticisms. Okay. Like you. It was a little too fluffish. Fluffish, there. Yeah, it, a lot. It was a lot of, you know, like I said, it was a very easy script to write. Yeah, he gets kidnapped. They go through. They talk to yeah, people. I mean, but they come home. realistically, and this is something you and I both kind of remember when this was, when we found out about this. This was last year at San Diego Comic Con. Yep. Yep. And. You know, all we saw was basically a static image, which was, quote unquote, the trailer. Yeah. And so we went from that to the uh, the series, the series, which here I'm going to double check on the date that it started. Oh, it, it, they cracked that out real quick. Yeah. I just want to have a general gauge of how long. Uh, it. February 15th to March 8th. So you're talking, okay, we'll say all of July, August, September, October, November, December, January. Because at that point, you've got to start the, you know, so you got seven months that they went from literally concept to execution. I'm damn impressed. Yes, me too. Absolutely. And like I said, I want, I want to see what this inspires. Well, I'll tell you something. MGM better get their butt in gear because they've been nothing but ignorant to us since they didn't even acknowledge all the effort that we did. For yeah, and that's, that's disheartening. It really is. Yeah, it's it's there's an arrogance there that you're seeing from uh, Joe Malozzi who said like he didn't even get a call back from Sci-Fi when his show was canceled. Yeah, and it's just like these... These corporate bigwigs, I guess, would be the best way to describe them. It just, it's, it's disheartening because they don't realize how much these things are desired. A prime example, like, unfortunately, Stargate or Star Trek Discovery, I loved the series. I thought it was very well done, very good execution of a modern Star Trek within keeping within that continuity 
while trying to reinvigorate it, re retell it, whatever. You know, that series gets a lot of hate. Well, apparently it sparked enough of an interest in Star Trek uh, entertainment that there's talks of a couple other series in the works. One with Patrick Stewart. One possibly with Patrick Stewart. Yeah, which is just like, hello, McFly, come on. This Holy is just crap. Wow. That'd be fantastic. If, if Star Trek Discovery was able to ignite a wealth of Star Trek, which, as I said, I really enjoyed Star Trek Discovery. I was telling my best friend, I'd love to see them do this, where it's not actually Stargate Discovery that's going to be the ongoing thing. We're going to see a season or two of this series. Then, okay, that story's been told. Now we're going to see this series for a couple seasons. That story's been told. And it's going to be more of an anthology ongoing series. Mm -hmm. Kind of along the lines of... um what that Ryan Murphy does with uh, American Horror Story, where each season's its own self-contained story, even though overall there's some connection between it all, which rumor has we're going to start seeing that connection this season because uh, they're going to be melding casts from, I think, the first season and the fourth season. So it's like, okay, cool. I, I'm eager. I'm on board. As long as the solid story, good acting, not done in a pandering way, I'm generally on board. But yeah, so I'm hoping Stargate Origins will be that spark for Stargate. Yeah, I, mean, we, I hope we're so getting too. Stargate, we're start, we got a Stargate uh, Universe comic book just released. I think it was the fifth, epi or fifth issue. Yeah, yep, yep. Yep, so, I mean... We're, we're we're slowly but surely getting Stargate stuff. It's just, you know, we got to wait and see. Um, yeah, I, I just, I thought, okay, good. They did a great job. Though, okay, the other nitpick I have. When she comes through that gate and she goes, did you guys see that? The stars? Uh-uh. Nope. It's an instantaneous walking through the puddle. They don't do that tunnel of stars things that they did in the movie and in the first couple episodes. That was for our benefit. There is no yeah. time lapse. Yeah, to them it should be it should have been instantaneous. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, that, nope. was, yeah, I, that did kind of strike me as weird, but I just I kind of glossed over it. Yeah. Because if that's if that's really the only thing, I think we're in pretty damn good shape. Right. Right. So other than that, I was like, okay, I have no complaints about it. I mean, that's, you know, it, it they amazingly fixed what I thought was going to be something I was going to be screaming about. I'm like, no, nope, yeah. good job. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also, so, I mean, you know, she doesn't end up with the British guy. Right. So I'm like, okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it'll be nice to see what comes next. Uh, hopefully we'll see something. Um, and hopefully other Stargate fans, you know, agree. Hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, as long as as long as our fans, our fellow Stargate fans, aren't you know toxic. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Mac knows knows and uh, a couple individuals or mm. that mm. that might be a. Let's not even. Uh, yeah. Let's not because. But yeah, it's it's 
like like I've said and like a couple of our friends have said, any Stargate is better than no Stargate. And hopefully that has been conveyed to the appropriate people. Hopefully we'll get some kind of feedback. I mean Exactly. Let's let's come on, MGM. Get your crap together and acknowledge us. You don't have to tell us exactly what you're doing. Let us know that we were heard. Yeah, I mean we're just gonna keep coming at you. Yeah, at least, you know, say we've heard the fans. We are, you know, we will be working on doing you proud or having an answer. Something. Something. Um yeah, I'll tell you a daily I'm still sending Stargate, hashtag Stargate now, at MGM tweets. Anything that I do that has Stargate in it, which is daily, any, any MacGyver post when I post this episode, they're getting tagged. Well, we talked about it. Why not? Just come on. That's the message, MGM. Knock it off. Come on. Give us something. Yeah. All right, everybody. We are going to wrap this up. Uh, we will be back next time. I don't know. What do you want to hear? Do you want to hear us go over a MacGyver episode or a Stargate episode? Yeah, give we're, us some we're feedback. up Come on. Also, come on. Give us some ratings. Give us some love. Uh, spread the love. Share it with friends. Share it with enemies. Maybe they'll be your friends. And yeah. <laughs> huh? Or at least an acquaintance. Yeah, an acquaintance, frenemies, whatever. Just share yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, hell, I, I I plug the podcast to random strangers I bump into at conventions. I mean, exactly. It's on the tip of my lips all the time. Hi, nice to meet you. What do you do? All right, well, here's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've often been asked, well, what do you do? And I'm like, quite honestly, what don't I do? I, you know, I'm Honest, I'm a right? podcaster. I'm a business owner. I'm a. And I feel like I'm bragging. I'm not a bragger, yeah. but I do need it's, to let yeah, people that's the know. Thing. I I genuinely don't. Like I, I generally play things close to my chest a lot of times. Like when I see so many people just blatantly, arrogantly self-promoting themselves online, it's just like that. You know, I often like someone. Someone actually said to a said to me at a convention, like, "Wow, you know, your your products are really good, and you know, your your price is amazing. You know, you don't." you don't come off arrogant or cocky about it. And I just told the person, I said, I'm honestly fairly humble. I mean, I jokingly brag every now and then, and you know, I get called out by Mac, uh, <coughs> but uh, you know, I generally have, have, and always has had, or have had ah, tongue tied the stance that my work, my, my work ethic, my quality of product is going to speak for me. Exactly. Well, also, I personally feel I, you could talk about learning it through God or as an example, I learned this majorly through MacGyver. Mm-hmm. To brag is one of the worst qualities in a human being to have. And being humble is one of the best. Um, oh, yeah. Much to my... Like there's a... I was going to say, uh, much to my chagrin... Well, besides Richard Dean Anderson being a perfect example of being humble through all the years, uh, Mike Nesmith, we, Cindy and I constantly go, just take the freaking, he downplays any achievement. And this is a guy who I, I think is a complete genius. Yeah. Um, he'll downplay his singing ability, his guitar ability, anything he does. He's like, well, you know, I'm not very good at it. And I'm, we'll constantly go, just, you're humble to a fault. 
Yeah. But again, and, I'll, mean, I'll there, take there that. There is such a thing as being too humble. I'll, I think. I'll take it, though, because if the alternative yeah. is arrogance, that is the biggest turnoff for me as a person. Oh, and, absolutely. And if I'm viewed um, as being that ever, I know I failed. I failed as a Oh, person. absolutely. Like, um, there's a, a, a YouTuber that I I follow. He has a, a couple different phrases that he'll throw out there, like, don't be stupid, stupid, or... Uh, why be informed when I can let my feelings be my facts, which that just has me howling every time because it's so true. There are people that have that mentality and he says it in jest because he tries to be as informed as he can. But uh, one of the things that he, ha he said is uh, stay humble, but hustle hard no, or hustle hard, hu hustle hard and be humble or something mm -hmm. like that. And it's like, you know what? That's, that's pretty admirable. And he's one of these people that, he he reports on the news. Uh, I believe his name's Phil DeFranco, and he he generally tries to stay as close to the middle of information as he can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if he starts leaning one way or the other because of his person his personal beliefs, he'll immediately say, "However, or but that's my personal take on things. This is a conversation. I'd love to hear your point point of view. You know." That's how we grow as people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what? I may not necessarily agree with you on everything 100%, but that right there, that fact that you are willing to listen and acknowledge when it's your own right. take, you, you've got a man's respect for me, you know? But that and just the fact that he takes the piss out of people with, you know, just some of the, the things that he throws out there is just <laughs> amusing. So, uh, um, like I... Yeah. Anyway, I could go on okay. for a while about that, but um, so w one quick story, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, Monday, I will. What was it? Monday? Yeah, Sunday was Father's Day. I put, I had my shorts, but I was wearing a bathing suit, so I put everything in the pockets of the shorts. Gotcha. Monday, when I got ready for work, dress pants and all, you take everything out of those shorts pockets, put it under your pants, your wallet, keys. My cell phone, what have you. My Swiss Army knife. Gotcha. Uh, well, when I reached in, I apparently didn't notice that the Swiss Army knife had fallen out into the bag. Uh, okay. It's fine. It's not in danger. But as I scooped everything from that pocket and put it in, into my into my uh, work. Can I call you back? I'm in the middle of a podcast. Okay, I'll see you when you get home. Love you. Bye. Was that the mailman? No, it was Jess. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, as the as I reached in quickly and threw it in there, I didn't notice that one of the things, which I always check, my hand constantly goes down and checks my keys, my, my wallet, my Swiss Army. Yeah, you've got that like little ritual sure. that you do. Without yeah. even thinking it. Well, Swiss Army knife was in the bag, not in the pocket. Gotcha. That was a long day at work. Because I felt complete, I felt like Batman without his no, utility belt. Oh, absolutely! Um, I had something similar on Sunday on Father's Day. Uh, Saturday we did Father's Day up here with my dad, mm -hmm. and I, this is part of the reason I think I get my a little bit of my humbleness. I, I told Dad, I'm like, all right, Dad, we're gonna take you, to, we're gonna take you to lunch wherever you want to go, no limit. And Dad looks at me, and goes, you know where I'm gonna want to go. I'm like, and I just get this bit of a smile. Mom's like, yeah, you know exactly where he's going to want to go. And my, Jess is like, 
what am I missing? And I looked over at her and said, he wants to go to Twin Kiss and Elizabeth Town. And she's like, I thought Elizabeth, I thought Twin Kiss was like an hour away. I said, no, this one's about 20 minutes. The other one was in Mannheim. And dad's like, yeah, he goes, I, I don't stand on circumstance. You know, I, it, it's good foods, you know, and it's, and I mean, it is, it's, it reminds you of without looking like an old fifties diner, it kind of has that feel with like the taste of the food and everything. Sure, sure. It's just nicely perfect, nicely produced food. Sure. And it's just very well done. Very nice setup. And it's funny. Um, I went in, got the list from everybody, what they wanted. I, I gave it off. They called my number. I walk up and they're like, well, it's a lot of food for, for you. And I'm like, yep, you're probably gonna have to roll me out once I'm done. And the one lady without missing a beat goes, sorry, we still do that for people. <laughs> but so we, and dad's like, well, out of curiosity, uh, usually you guys try to do something for both fathers on father's day. You know, what's I said, well, Jess wants to go to, uh, Washington DC to go see the postal museum and her dad's never been. So we're, you know, ease and everything we're, we're going to do that down there with him oh, okay cool you know i said depending on how things go with jess and i moving we're hoping to be able to do father's day normally like we have been doing the past couple years back to the status quo type thing so my relation to that story you'd shared was when we we're going on getting ready to hop on the metro i do that whole mantra like wallet cell phone keys swiss army knife and i'm like crap we're going into a museum a, a federal museum and you i might not be able to take this so i stashed it in the car underneath the floor mat and for the three hours we were in dc i felt naked i'm like this is driving me crazy you know pockets don't feel like the the right weight uh -huh, you know uh-huh and you know jess goes you're fidgety i'm like i left i, I left my swiss army knife at, at, in the car well we get to the museum and there's a metal detector. So, you know, I empty the pockets and walk through. No problem. It was funny. I'm standing there waiting for the basket with my wallet, keys, and phone. And the guy's like, what, 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 are, you, what are you waiting for? I'm like, I'm waiting for my shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think I, I was more polite than that. I said, I'm, I'm just waiting for my stuff. He goes, oh, here... Um, when I slid it forward, I slid it just far enough that it didn't hit the sensor ah. for the automatic thing to go through. So he's like, sorry about that. And it went through. He's like, you're good. And so my father-in-law goes through. <laughs> he set it off because apparently he has a, I guess, a small Swiss Army knife or whatever that sure. he carries with. And he set off the, the metal detector and they're like, we're going to have to have you empty all your pockets and everything and here that's what it was it was this small little utility knife or this micro swiss army knife and he was left to, he was allowed to come in with it but it was just comical because we were there for his father's day thing yeah and you know but yeah the, the uh museum was really cool if you get the chance check it out what color is uh, your knife uh mine is red with a slate chip out of the side because i accidentally H. dropped it it happens. But what, what is the cross? I have the actual Swiss cross because that was the one that MacGyver originally had. Uh, let's see. Okay, you have the... Okay. Yep, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Yeah, my friend uh, 
Denise got this for me because it's similar to it's identical to one of the ones he had on the show. I don't know which one. Right, he's had and, a few. Yeah, he's had a couple because he's you know lost them and has not re- reclaimed them because you know oh I'm just going to give it to this random kid from a third world country I'll never see again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, that just goes to show that even though it's his trusty, his trusty, you know, go-to device or his go-to tool, if he sees somebody in need that could benefit from it, you know, he'll yeah, very sweet. And also, he uh, apparently has the money to just go buy another one. So yeah, I mean, and I know they're at least thirty bucks. Yeah, I mean, I know Denise. You know, this was actually something she gave gave to me after we met the first time. So it was like a birthday gift or whatever. So it's a cherished cherished item (laughs) um oh also right before we go everybody i know we always talk about going to red bubble if you like macgyver you like this podcast you like the macgyver sg1 series uh go to well there was red bubble but now i have a new store at t public t-e-e public because they have the design on the shirt is bigger. Problem with Redbubble is they won't let you make your logos the appropriate yeah, they're, they're size very, on your chest. Yeah, they're very limited as to like how you option. do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. T Public goes boom and it places it, it centers it, and it makes it big, like a big emblem. Yeah. So if you want anything to show off your like product, huh? Like a graphic tee. Yeah, exactly like a graphic tee. You can get, uh, besides getting a t-shirt, there's mugs, uh, CD cases, iPad, whatever, laptop, uh, things. But if you just want to spend a buck or less, because they always have sales, get a sticker. I'm a sucker for, you get on a roll with, my guitar case is covered with various stickers because people come up with great ideas and they'll merge like Nightwing and Shield. Uh, yeah. Flash and well, arrow it's, it's funny. I've been seeing a lot of people come up with clever ideas for like pins and stuff too. Okay, so there so. you go. So if you go there, uh, type in Mac W Jackson. That's me. Or type in the MacGyver podcast. You're gonna see stuff, and for a buck or less, get yourself at least a sticker. Yeah, you know, I mean, show your pride. Uh, yeah, show 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 your love for us, and you know that money will go towards you know. Paying for the this because we don't make a buck off this. Nope. But it would help. And that's, and that's generally the plan. We want to ensure that the podcast is self-sustained. Exactly. So, so it would help, and it would also give yeah. you guys something to show off your pride. Oh, absolutely. And it would also show us that you know people are interested in what we do. It's exactly. just that added engagement. Once in a while, um, I get a, I get somebody who buys a MacGyver podcast shirt, which I think is really sweet. I'd love to sure. run into. A lot of times, it's for a kid. So like, hey, okay, why not? Do it. Um, and just so everybody knows, something we're going to be doing moving forward in the description of our video or yeah, of our videos, wow, <laughs> of our <laughs> podcasts, we're going to be doing the hyperlinks to the Redbubble, Facebook pages, all that stuff. So there you go. Uh, also, don't forget our Facebook pages. There's the MacGyver podcast group page which is constantly being updated with anything oh yeah and it, it's it's cool seeing the stuff that you come up with and some of the other people come up with and yeah so come on join become one of us one of us <laughs> <laughs> alright everybody uh, we will catch you next time and remember stay creative 
See everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please let us know what you think by going to iTunes, Stitcher, our Facebook page, and also on Twitter. Nathan is N-A-S-C-H-E-L-L, and I'm just Mac W. Jackson. If you'd like to help us out and give us a little contribution, please go to PayPal and sign in to donate to at MacWJackson at Comcast.net. And remember, stay creative.